Hey, everyone. We've got a great episode of Friends with Employee Benefits today, and uh, we have as a guest Gordon Oliver, who's the Director of Business Development at Cambridge Credit Counseling. I had to slow that down because uh, I would stumble over it otherwise. Um, Listen, a couple of stats here. 60% of people, this is according to an annual John Hancock survey, 60% of people who are experiencing stress, depression, and loneliness attribute it to financial problems. And uh, and so uh, more well over half of the people who are struggling with some form of, of, of behavioral health issues are saying this is because they're financially stressed. This is huge. And if you're at all interested in making sure that your employees are thriving at work and also ready to retire on time, you've got to listen to this episode. Uh, Your employees are most likely stressed out financially, um, and there is something you could do about it. So without any further ado, take a listen. All right, Gordon, let's just cut right to the chase. Uh, Why should employers care at all about their employees' financial well-being? So... I guess there's a few major reasons. Number one, um, in the competitive landscape for employment today, retention of employees is one of the top things that seems to be discussed. And for many years, my company has been in business for 25 years. And this is one of the services that is a benefit to people that are struggling with debt problems, but the employer may not even know that. Mm. And for an employer's interest, retention obviously being one of them, Another major reason would be when companies measure their productivity, their KPIs, morale, quality. If someone's distracted at work because they have debt problems at home, the company may never even know it. And it does show up and it costs companies a lot of money when it comes out to those results. Yeah. So it, it's a distraction of sorts. Yeah, I, uh, my team's probably sick of me saying this, but um, I've seen this equation before performance equals talent plus preparation minus this thing called distraction, uh, which is the opposite of focus, right? Focus is so important. And when you've got people worried about other stuff on the job, they're not entirely focused. And that absolutely will, uh, will impact everything from that point on. I know a lot of HR directors, managers are going to listen to this podcast, and I know they know what comes into their office when it comes to distractions. It's many things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is one they'll never hear about because people are ashamed to admit that they're having problems with debt. Yeah. So it's th- that's why the employer doesn't necessarily know what's happening or that there's an issue, but we know statistically for sure there are people in the walls of employment that are struggling with debt problems, especially with the economy the way it is today. Yeah, and I, w- I want to get to that, but um, you know, it, this is a problem that they might not hear about, but they can do something about too. So, I mean, that's a big reason we're talking right now and we're, we're having this conversation. I think there are a lot of employers that feel like they have no control over their employees' personal finances. They, 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 they don't have a resource to bring to them. And, and the fact is that they do. But um, so on that note, that things are particularly difficult these days, COVID just wrecked the economy. Absolutely, It wrecked per, uh, a lot of people's personal finances. Talk about that for, for a little bit, the impact that COVID had on, on folks. So in the beginning, believe it or not, people actually did okay because of the pandemic for several reasons. Number one, uh, we were locked down. So a lot of the going out, traveling, spending, all of that 
came to a halt for a while. So people didn't spend naturally because of it. Restaurants were, were shut down for a while or, or just doing takeout. So there wasn't that experience to go out. More importantly, with stimulus, with unemployment, we've all heard that some people, employees were making more money on unemployment with the stimulus than they were at mm. their own job, which caused other problems. But that helped them have extra money to pay some debt down. So we saw decreases in the industry mm. in debt levels. And that, unfortunately, has now changed for several reasons. Number one, uh, another reason there was more money that people had to spend or save was moratoriums on mortgage payments, rent payments, in some cases, credit card payments, if they contacted their creditor, they could get a temporary moratorium and making the payments. And the big elephant in the room is the student loan crisis at 1.86 trillion outstanding do uh, dollars. People haven't had to pay their payments for two years now at no interest. So they've had that extra money that sooner or later is gonna come back in their budget that they're gonna have to make payments to. So there was a, I, people probably didn't think that there was this initial sort of, you know, positive impact from COVID, right, which is a little weird, but but eventually it caught up to folks. And, and it, again, so you, you would think in, in reality that because of the economy shutting down that it would have affected people, but because people were locked down and controlled spending, then you have in May of last year, when everybody was pretty much unlocked, you've got vacation spending, which is always where people overspend. You've got the holidays where people couldn't gather the previous year, now they could. So shopping, holiday spending went through the roof. Uh, credit card applications were at record levels of people applying for new accounts. So mm. it just was a temporary hold off and now it's completely shown up. Yeah. You know, you referenced before the sort of the stigma attached to pe people are, are often embarrassed to talk about the fact that they're in debt and it's it's to the point where they're really stressed out about it, that 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 stigma is a problem. So what do you think about that? And what, what, what would you say to someone who's in that position right now? They're just afraid to ask for help because they're embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, so first important note, just on a demographic standpoint, females are much more likely to reach out for assistance. Mm. And the first thing that we always see, if it's a couple, it's about communicating. We, a lot of times we'll see a fractured relationship because there was never communication until it becomes a problem. Hmm. So like anything else, mental health, uh, we, we have now made the correlation with a lot of mental health organizations that debt stress is a key contributor to mental health problems. And both of those are where people have difficulty reaching out for help because of that shame or that embarrassment. What I would say is at some point you have to take a look and see what your goals are. A lot of times when people get into debt trouble, it becomes, you've, you've probably heard uh, the metaphor about that treadmill where you're just continuously walking and running and not getting anywhere. Yeah. Um, at some point, it's better to make a choice before it becomes a problem that you don't have great solutions for than it is to continue down that path. So if you feel like there's a problem, it's time to seek help and talk to somebody about it. Also, you're not alone, right? So a no. lot of a lot of embarrassment, quote unquote, comes from people feeling like, well, they're the only one dealing with this problem, or it's not, you know, they're they're out of the, they're not part of the norm, right? It's it's more common than we would imagine, right? More common. Uh, there's 806 billion dollars outstanding on credit cards. 506 million credit cards are out there with lines of credit. So no, no one's alone. People use credit cards. It is become a lot of the way of the world with online shopping and just, you know, moving into the electronic age. It is everybody uses them. It's how you manage them. 
that's important. It's just so easy to, I mean, the, the retailers, particularly the online retailers make it so easy. You put your, you put your card information in and then that's there and you don't have to put it in again. They've got it stored. It's just so easy to, to, to go online and make that purchase and not really under, not think about it really. I liken it to why the casino gives clay chips because when you have your cash in your hands, it feels very different than when you have clay chips that just have different colors on them. It's the same exact thing. It's the ease of use and you don't typically feel it until it's time to make payments. So that makes it's made shopping easier where you don't have to get into the car and run to the mall and people do that still. But the ease of that online interaction makes it easy for it's people. Instant gratification, but def deferred pain. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I guess the advice would be, listen, there's no need to be embarrassed because no. this is a common thing and, and you're not, you're not weird. You're not alone. You didn't do anything wrong. You're, you're in a situation that uh, you just need some help with. I want to speak to that in several ways. And, and first of all, the funny correlation that I can make to that is the student loan debt we counsel at Cambridge Credit Counseling and student loan debt as well. And it has become more like a band of brothers and sisters that they're all saying, I shouldn't have this debt anymore. It should be forgiven. I shouldn't make payments to it. So on the student loan side, now it's become almost like an army of people that now share this same attitude where credit card debt, it is you made the decision and now you're dealing with it. And is it easy to talk to people and say, man, I, I just got myself in so much debt. The great news is that for people that are employees or employers listening, considering putting this kind of a benefit in, the important part is, is the clients that end or walk away with a counseling session with a game plan, that's, that's the real issue. It's do you have a game plan? Mm. And whether it's on your own or through a service that we provide, um, it's having a game plan. And then how you feel at the end of it, you'll look back on that shame and say, why didn't I do this sooner? Because there's really nothing there. It is just a mental um, distraction because of the way that society is, right? You, you spent too much, now you're in debt problems. That's a, a credibility issue, stigma of sorts, yeah. where it really isn't. It's the way of the world. If you've gotten yourself into trouble, there are answers, always. Yeah. As we talk about how people feel about this and the shame that's involved with it, I wanna give you just a quick story of a typical type of situation that we deal with. This was not a person that we ended up helping other than just having a conversation. But the, the story was $100,000 plus in debt, moved back in with his parents and through totally working through lean practices, I think last week he called and said, I just made my last payment to my debt. This person did it on their own and didn't need our counseling services, but understood the value for people that are stuck because that was the conversation that we had. He said, I'm so happy. I don't need you guys, but I know what I felt like, even the shame of having to move back into my parents' house to make up all that spending that I did and to get rid of that debt. And now I, in one week, I'm gonna pay this account off and I'll be debt free. Just that conversation, I get, I got chills on my arm yeah. because I understand how people feel before and after. And just to hear stories like that, there are some people that just have too much in life. They don't have answers and they do need that extra help. You basically towed him out of the mud. Pretty much. Well, what, he told and himself. That, and, that, and that's what he needed. Yeah, he yeah, told yeah. himself, but not everybody can. Yeah. When you have a household and a family and you can't work another part-time job because of childcare, there's so many reasons why people can't just come up with the answer and are stuck. Mm.
so you you got goosebumps you said gordon and, and i did too to be honest but wh- why what makes you so passionate you could feel your passion uh, what makes you so passionate about this? You know, the, the services of counseling, it's a hidden secret of sorts. We, we've helped over 2 million people with their debt problems. And we know what it looks like before, and we know what it looks like after. And when you have talked to family after family and individual after individual that calls not very happy because they're in trouble, and we help them work through that, we have to work through the muck of what the situation they have is and what the answers are. There's nothing more gratifying than people saying thank you. And we don't ask for it. They say thank you because they recognize how it changed their life. And that's the kind of work that we do. That's why my job is so important to get to companies to make them understand how easy it is to offer this. And if nobody uses it, no harm, no foul. Mm. But they, if they know it's there, if they do need it, There's nothing better than at least them talking to somebody about how to get out of their situation. And getting back to the important point for our audience, being business owners and HR professionals, you can help lead your employees to that help. You can help them help themselves. Uh, You're you're not your hands aren't tied. There there is help out there and you can uh, you can lead your employees to that. But I want to stay on student debt for for a minute. Sure. Okay. So Gordon, what do you think? Are, are, are student, some of the politicians, they want to just completely erase it, write it off, no more student debt. Is that going to happen? It feels right now that that's off the table. Okay. It is being reported on continuously because mm-hmm. there, like I said, there's a faction of people that have now gotten into this student loan crisis um, gathering where they want these loans forgiven. Uh, it's a political year. So uh, the, the current administration, President Biden, had made a campaign promise of 10,000 of forgiveness. Um, others want more than that, 50,000. Others want the entire debt wiped out. So it's a very uh, volatile issue, but it's an election year. So typically they'll just continue to, I would suspect, and there's been some rumor now that they're going to continue this moratorium that's supposed to end on May 1st, where people have to start making payments. I suspect that they may extend that just to kind of keep the hope out there and then depending on what happens in the elections then yeah. then decisions will be made what's the u2 song line it's a it's a promise in the year of election it's not something <laughs> exactly. you could really count, right. count right. on becoming a reality too much all right so we can't count on that we can't count on uh that student debt being eliminated therefore the next question logically is what do people do about it? What, what does a young graduate and or their parents who have all this student debt, what can they do? So just to be very clear, loan forgiveness, there is a path to getting your loans forgiven. And um, the reason that we got into that space is because as a byproduct of debt problems, we were seeing more and more student loan debt that people were just either not paying, putting on forbearance, not making payments, interest accruing, balances going up. So we got into it as a counseling agency and an industry to learn more about how it worked. And we have partnerships like teachers unions that we have been teaching how loan forgiveness works. So the, the first thing I would say is, number one, the servicers that you pay for student loans, the, the problem is the Department of Education and their contractors, these servicers have not done a great job in educating people on this. And if you go to the website, it's very convoluted and difficult to understand. We're one of the few counseling agencies that has taken student loan counseling on and we do free counseling for people to understand what their options are. So I would recommend this and for nonprofits 
and public, public sector employers. It's very important that their employees, if they have federal student loan debt, that they talk to a counselor because one of the qualifications of loan forgiveness is working for an eligible employer. Eligible employers are nonprofits, government, municipalities, city, state, local uh, government agencies. So if they're employees and they have student debt, there is a potential path to getting their loans forgiven. I'm going to bet that's news to a lot of people. I'm because that's bet news. Because that's, that's news to me. I'm going to bet that's that I'm the brightest bulb in the. In the but you know, but a lot of people issue. don't know about this. No, they don't. Yeah, yeah. Shocking that the bureaucracy of of uh, of the, the the government and the banks that uh, that are running these loans is um, is confusing to people. I took this project on with our CEO, so I had to go in and learn. I was the student loan counseling manager for a while, and it was un real how people didn't understand what had to be done and more unreal that the very government that lent them the money or that guaranteed the money that they had with private lenders didn't really give them the simple path. And once I got into it and learned it, it really isn't difficult. You need to work for the right employer. You need to be on the right repayment plan and you have to have the right types of loans and you need to make 120 qualified payments, which is not 10 years, it's 120 eligible payments. So th that's what we have to look into. And it doesn't take long to figure out what needs to be done. Mm. So it's, it's amazing to me in all the time that we spend and still spent. Last week, we had about 400 people registered for our student loan webinar because people need to know and they need to understand they still don't yeah so we've talked about credit card debt very common we've talked about student loan common what other kinds of debt can can uh credit counseling or debt counseling services help people with so, if any uh, great question uh housing counseling is a is a very important one right now uh hud put a grant together with the biden administration where they're investing a hundred million dollars for people to seek counseling and see if they are eligible for anything that will help them with their mortgage if it's behind or their rent if they're behind to try to get caught up. So housing counseling is important. There are some services that come um, as a byproduct. So reverse mortgage counseling is an incredibly important service. That's where a senior citizen that's 62 or older is going to talk to a mortgage broker about taking equity out of their home via reverse mortgage. They must go through a HUD approved counseling agency that is not connected to the transaction so that the senior citizen and potentially their family understands the pros and cons of doing a reverse mortgage. Because again, there's some stigma in the mortgage industry that you know they're just trying to sell mortgages. And so as a protective measure for seniors, they wanna make sure that they're crystal clear. We actually have to certify them and ask qualified questions that they understand what they're getting themselves into and supply a certificate for them to actually get the funding. So it's that's an important service. And then bankruptcy counseling is when bankruptcy, uh, an individual is filing for bankruptcy, they have to go through pre-counseling through a Department of Justice certified credit counseling agency like Cambridge Credit Counseling, and they have to do post-bankruptcy counseling in order for the bankruptcy to be discharged and approved so that that practice of going over what got them in the situation, are they on a budget, we help them create budget and go over the techniques of dealing with how to mitigate uh, expenses so that they don't get back into that situation again. So those there's many services that are provided to help people with anything that is in the realm of having difficulty with that. Any kind of debt, yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, for those listening right now, how, how can they better support their employees? Again, this is a our listeners are predominantly employers and HR professionals. So what's kind of the one main takeaway you would want them to have in terms of how they can support their employees' financial well-being? So first, I'm going to speak to the employer because I want to 
come yeah. back from the employee standpoint. So for the employer, the first and most important thing to understand, it does not cost them anything to install our services. Uh, Cambridge Credit Counseling creates landing pages that are unique for the employer so that they can put it on their employee benefits. And then if a uh, employee has a debt problem, they can go to that page confidentially and either call the 800 number or fill out the web application to talk to a counselor. And no one at the employer employment facility needs to know that and they don't. So it's a confidential approach for them so they can feel comfortable reaching out. The more important statistic that we've seen and that we're familiar with, it's just getting to the right person to have the conversation is education series. So doing webinars on identity mm -hmm. theft, how not to get scammed, budgeting skills, holiday spending. There, we have an education center on our website that has just an array of financial education information that we also put into webinar uh, form so that we offer them. And if people show up and they wanna be involved in it, they can. And they're not revolved around showing because I showed up, I have a debt problem. They're all education-based, like budgeting 101. If you don't have a budget and you wanna learn how to do it, we'll do a, we'll do a webinar on that. Mm. So it's just teaching people some of the things that aren't great. And I think everybody has seen that there's a push for financial literacy in the schools. And even though that's done, there's some real life uh, behavior that you learn. It's not just the education of it, but once you're in adult life and you're making money and you're paying bills and you're in that process, sometimes you have to relearn how you're doing things. And some of that education is just teaching people a different way to do it. Yeah. If you think about it um, with the great resignation and there being so much turnover and uh, out there right now, and people, uh, employers struggling to retain their employees, you know, just offering up these resources, supporting their employees in any way on this issue, which is so stressful, helping them alleviate this particular stress in their lives. You'd really have to think twice about leaving an employer that cared about you enough to bring these resources, you know, to get rid of the stigma, to bring the resources and to help you uh, with, with debt management. Yeah, I mean, if you just liken it to fitness and health, that was a, a push and still is, right? Mm -hmm. So companies were taking on uh, contests and application where you count your steps and how much you're walking and potentially offer some gifts or prizes or company logoed material by, because you're encouraged to get out there and do that. This, this is no different. It's just changing the way that it's looked at. And again, the, the best part about it is that the employer will know what's being offered and they're the only one that has to know that it's there if they need it. Yep. Nobody has to know. So it, is it necessarily going to change that people all of a sudden go, by the way, uh, I'm in debt and now we have something. So I'm so happy. It's not necessarily that. Mm. It's that they have the resource. But what I will tell you is the amount of customers that we have that graduate a program that are thankful because of how they felt in the beginning and where they feel when they're finished, even though it starts, let's say it's a four year program, 48 months, even if you're in your second or third month, you know, you're making progress where if you don't do something and every month comes in and the income comes in and the expenses go out and you know that you're kind of stuck, you have no plan there. It is demoralizing when you have something in place and you have an actual plan. It's a totally different attitude. And for the morale aspect of things, it totally changes quickly. It doesn't need to be four years down the road. So important. Just to your point, having a plan is step number one. And that alone is, is because if you don't have a plan, then you're just subconsciously just chewing on it, it constantly, yep. constantly it's revolving kind of, you know trying to ignore it 
but you can't really ignore it. Eventually it catches yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's a question. Maybe, maybe this will be our last one, Gordon, but uh, because I hear it tossed around a lot. What's more important? Is it is it paying down debt or, or saving for retirement? And uh, sort of secondary to that, does the answer depend on where someone is in their life cycle? So one of the powerful partnerships that we have are financial advisors. And why that is, is if someone has overextended in credit card debt, a lot of times they won't even get involved in an employee savings, uh, program, savings yeah. program because they feel like they don't have the money to do that. Mm. So between a financial advisor and our organization, either coming up with solutions or even just looking at the budget and the income and the expenses to see, is there an area where we can carve out 3%? Um, one of the things about our debt management program, which is the flagship, which deals with credit card debt, is there's a reduction in payment to the credit cards as a benefit from the creditor so that they can have more money to afford the rest of their bills. Mm. So it is, again, it's about having a game plan. And statistically, one in four people that come into our counseling sessions come on our program. The other three typically walk away with a game plan. So it really comes down to, you know, all of the, the basics of investing is what's your age? Where are you at? Are you costing yourself more in interest than you are in your gains in your retirement? So I think there's a balance there. Mm -hmm. It's just each situation is going to be case by case. And the hope is the best case scenario is we can find a way to pull back some expenses on the budget to free up some money either to pay debt down or to add more to investment accounts. It's just, it's interesting. Are there programs where often there, uh, an employer will match some percent of contribution into a 401k yep. or some other savings vehicle? Uh, are there programs where uh, instead or in addition, employers will match uh, payments uh, on debt? Or, or did I just come up with a really brilliant idea? It's brilliant, actually. Yeah. And the, the funny part about it is this is why um, you don't see a credit counseling benefit because there's so many different things that you can do for an employer uh, employee, but the student loan matches have now become the hot topic where they start giving a benefit where they're going to help you pay your student loans down. So that's kind of already existing as far as personal debt. Um, I haven't seen anything like that yet, but if anybody listening to this podcast wants to have that dialogue, uh, again, some of the, the ways they do things is if they go through a counseling session, like our teachers uh, partners, they'll help pay for a resource that will help educate the client as a service to them, the great retention mm. that shows the employee that they really do care and that them being a member has great value to it. And if debt is one of the few things that that lead to unhappiness and lack of quality of life, that's a great benefit to offer just in case people need it. And just the name of this show, Friends with Employee Benefits, they have family members that may be struggling. Mm. So just the fact that they know that there's something available and because it doesn't cost anything, they can just make it a resource if they know there's a family member that's having problems with student debt mm. or credit counseling. Uh, uh, and lastly, I'll say this. It, this is about consumer protection too, because advertising on the internet and there's commercials on television from for-profit companies that promise these things like you don't have to pay your bills. It is all about educating people too on what to do and what not to do. And that in and of itself can prevent an employee from getting themselves in further trouble just because they're a little desperate and they make a decision because they got marketed something like credit repair. That's a whole nother industry. Mm. That's, you know, there's some good companies out there, but there's a lot of, there's, predators shady up. There there's too, a lot of predators. Yeah. And when people are desperate, they make mistakes. Yeah.
Yeah. All right. What did we miss, Gordon? What else do we need to talk about? Uh, for HR directors, uh, I would love to have a conversation on how easy it is to add this into the employee benefit package. We do all the work at Cambridge Credit Counseling. We do all the design on HTML emails if they want to communicate, webinars, even the opportunity itself, mm -hmm. the landing page. So the employer can install this without having to do much of anything. A little tech work on their side to plug everything in. But as far as a, a cost to the employer, there is none. And we do all the work. And it's an invaluable benefit for any financial distress to be able to have a counselor to talk to that specializes in certified to counsel people with that problems. You, you said a word earlier, happy, which kind of uh, stuck with me because there is a movement in, in business in corporate America, even, even in the for-profit business, but where, where employers are realizing that it's not enough uh, for your employees to be okay. You really want them to be happy uh, holistically uh, because happy employees are going to be uh, are going to be actually better employees without a doubt. And, and this is one way to, to help achieve that. Um, all right. I'm not going to let you go yet. Okay. We, we end every podcast with, with some uh, rapid fire questions. Okay. So we can get to know you a little bit more personally. Yes, sir. You ready for that? I am. All right. Ready? Drink of choice in the morning. Coffee. Favorite food. Lasagna. Uh, the last thing you watched on TV. Peaky blinders. Very first job. Paper route. Taco Bell. At the same time. No. <laughs> and finally, our theme at One Digital, Gordon, this year is all in. So we're all, you know, stressing the importance of being all in, uh, both professionally and personally. How are you going to be all in this year? Professionally and personally? Yeah. All in. My job is the most important job there is as director of business development is to get companies aware that our services are very needed with inflation and with debt rising. I, I, my job is I'm all in on trying to open new relationships to be able to offer these services to help consumers get on a track to be debt free. Personally, it's always um, leading with integrity and being healthy. Every year I start off with fitness goals and they seem to go pretty well. This year, I'm actually doing better than I have done in the past. But leading with integrity is always a measure for me um, when I'm speaking to people and, and how they view what I do. So I'm all in on integrity uh, for 2022. Great answer. Gordon, thank you again. It's been really a pleasure chatting with you. I've been looking forward to this conversation. It, it was everything that I had hoped it would be. Uh, to all of you listening, thank you as well. We, we so appreciate it when you tune in. Uh, couldn't do it without you and we do it for you. So thanks for, for joining us. This has been another episode of Friends with Employee Benefits. Yeah.